Hello and welcome to the stories of Northern Life from the Sault Ste. Marie Museum. Today's artist in subject came to our town in its earliest years. His work became so famous it is now in the Smithsonian. And this person is George Catlin. His collection of works is the largest pre-photographic material of North Americans. Although he wasn't the first to document indigenous groups in Canada and the States, he was one of the first to paint them as they were in their land. They were depicted as human beings. Catlin had a great appreciation for people. He praised the indigenous as honest, hospitable, and faithful, then criticized the government and fur traders alike for their treatment of natives. So let's get a little deeper into the life of George Catlin. George Catlin was an American adventurer, traveler, lawyer, author, and painter. He was born in 1796 in Wicks-Bar, Luzerne County, Pennsylvania though his family moved to a farm 40 miles away in New York when he was an infant. His household he grew up in was a place where trappers, hunters, explorers, and settlers would stay while traveling west. I'm sure he heard many stories, growing his wonder for what and who was out there. His own mother was abducted at the age of seven along with her mother, by Iroquois during a raid along the Susquehanna in 1778. They were released unharmed, but his mother Polly Catlin often told her son George about the experience. When he was 17, he was sent to Litchfield Law School to be trained as his father did. He was admitted to the bar in 1819 and practiced law for two years. He disliked the field of law. He found himself drawing and sketching the people in the courtrooms, judges, and the jury. So he gave it all up to travel and study art. Catlin then became well known for portraits in Philadelphia, painting some of the leading figures of the day. But he felt like he was lacking purpose in his work. After meeting with a tribal delegation of indigenous people from the western frontier, Catlin wanted so badly to preserve and record the Native American customs and individuals. And so he did just that. George started his journey in 1830 when he accompanied Governor William Clark on a diplomatic mission up the Mississippi River into indigenous territory. He spent most of his travels in the western United States. St. Louis was his base for all five trips between 1830 and 1836, visiting 50 tribes. Now his time in the Sioux was short, like many other travelers, but he still had a great impact on capturing the lives and culture of indigenous people in the area before major European development. The painting titled Sioux St. Marie showing the United States Garson in the distance, made between 1836 and 1837, is an oil on canvas currently at the Smithsonian American Art Museum. It's the only visual record of where all the major buildings and establishments were placed at the time, 
gaining both a view of the American and Canadian side. George Catlin described this painting as a view of the Sioux de Saint Marie's taken from the Canadian shore near the missionary house, which is seen in the foreground of the picture. And in the distance, the United States garrison and the rapids, and beyond them, the capes at the outlet of Lake Superior. This was noted in Letters and Notes, volume two, number five by Catlin in 1841. He had captured this theme for all the areas he traveled to. He captured unexpected moments he discovered along the way, as raw and authentic as he could. Leaving the Sioux along the St. Mary's River, headed towards Pipestone Quarry in present-day Minnesota in 1836, he sketched Canoe Race near Sault Ste. Marie, also an oil on canvas, in the Smithsonian American Art Museum collection. Catlin described it in his letters and notes. One of their favorite amusements at this place, which I was lucky enough to witness, a few miles below the Sioux, when high beddings had been made and a great concourse of Indians had assembled to witness an Indian canoe race, which went off with great excitement. Firing of guns, yelping. The Indians in vicinity are all Chippewas, and their canoes are all made of birch bark, and chiefly of one model. They are exceedingly light, as I have before described, and propelled with wonderful velocity. We have George to thank for great visuals of the Sioux's history when our Queen Street was not more than a dirt path, as well as sharing the true nature of the indigenous people to this area and other areas in which he visited. His legacy continued to live on even after his adventures stopped. If you listen to the episode on Paul Kane, you would know that George Catlin was his inspiration to take on a similar life path and continue the work of Catlin. But also through Catlin's works of art, which have been documented to last infinity, to be used to continue to educate and reflect on our history. I hope you learned a little more about Sault Ste. Marie history through the artists of the 1800s passing through Sault Ste. Marie. Take a look at our social media accounts to see pictures of George and some of his work. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll talk to you again next week.